podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. So last week, if you'll remember, we started our new series, The Real Stuff, and we looked at Paul and Silas. They were arrested and imprisoned for doing good. And in the inner cell, beaten and bleeding, they're heard by the other prisoners singing and praising God. They had real joy And it was not based on their moment, it was based on their maker. And this week we're sticking with Paul, we're later on in the book of Acts, and we're in Acts chapter 27. And the story this morning records for us, as history tells us, that Paul was on his way to Rome to stand trial. He's still imprisoned. Let's pick the story up from Acts chapter 27, verse 13, and it's titled in the the NIV, The Storm. It says, when a gentle south wind began to blow, they saw their opportunity. So they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way to it and were driven along. As we passed the lee of a small island called Corda, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. So the men hoisted it aboard. Then they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together because they were afraid they would run aground on the sandbars of Sirtis. They lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw cargo overboard. On the third day they threw the ship's tackle overboard and their, uh, with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. We finally gave up all hope of being saved. After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, You should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. 
We pray this morning that the Lord might bless the reading of his word. Paul, as we've said, is now on a boat. He's still a prisoner um, because he was sharing the gospel that they got finally so sick of him that the only thing they could do because he was a Roman citizen was send him back to Rome where he would stand trial. That was the order. That was the rule of the day. That's what had to happen. A Roman citizen must stand trial in Rome. But as the boat is on its way, it gets caught in a huge storm. And verse 13 through 15 are really descriptive. Starts off with this gentle south wind and then it turns into a, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster. And it sweeps along the island. The boat gets caught in the storm uh, as, it, as it tries to head into the wind, but it's not possible. Instead, they give into it and they're driven along. They are, as it seems, completely at the mercy of the storm. Now this is a decent sized boat. Um, I don't know how big the boat would be, but they, the, the verses record for us in verse 37 that there were 276 people on board. So it's a, a pretty big boat as we can think. And obviously the cargo and, and all the stuff that they were carrying as well. At this point, as the storm takes hold, they, they're completely at its mercy. And verse 16 through 19 tells us how they lighten the load. They put ropes around the hull to hold it together. They tied off the rudder. They dropped the anchor and lowered all the sails just to help try and slow the ship down. And to delay, I guess, the inevitability that the boat, was going to break up and it was going to fall apart. It's hard to imagine this, isn't it? Unless you've been in a similar situation, maybe you have, but it's hard to sort of uh, understand, I guess, the fear of being so completely and utterly vulnerable, unable to change what's happening around them, unable to change the circumstances that they find themselves in. Now, I'm a fan of a programme on the Discovery Channel called The Deadliest Catch. And this programme is almost a documentary recording those men and women that go out to the Bering Sea and they fish. Come rain or shine, snow, ice storms, the lot, they go out in huge steel vessels with huge metal hulls. And they go out in the wind and the rain and the storm to catch crabs. And the boats, if you've ever seen the programme, their boats are thrown about like they are nothing. They are tossed back and forward. They are up and down over the waves and they are thrown around like absolutely they are nothing. A timber boat then, if you picture that, a timber boat then is surely so much worse. The storm rages and in verse 20 it says and this is this is the almost showing us how hard this got it says when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging it says that there is no sun we couldn't see the stars the the clouds the wind the rain the storm was so fierce that we just were overwhelmed by it. Fear, I guess, doesn't even come close 
to what these men were feeling. You imagine what was going through their head. And I guess really this morning, in your situation where you are now and, and where I am here today, that if we think about it, there are often times in our lives, and you may be in a storm like this right now, and I don't mean the physical storm of the wind and the waves and the rain beating down on you, but rather a storm of life that comes along. Things that we get caught in, that we have no control over. Situations and circumstances that come into our life that we can't seem to see a way out of, that we're overwhelmed with all that's going on. And, and the Bible records for us that they gave in to the wind. They had to sail with it. They couldn't do anything about it. And maybe you're in that position this morning where you feel that you cannot see a way out. You're seemingly just at the mercy of the storm like these sailors and prisoners were. Maybe you're even at the end of verse 20 where it says this, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. What a, what a sad position to be in, to be hopeless, to find ourselves in a position where we finally give up all hope of being saved. The word hope is a verb and a noun. As a verb, its definitions are, and listen to these, to cherish a desire with anticipation and also to expect with confidence. Now, they're almost at the opposite ends of the scale of the word hope. To cherish a desire with anticipation and to expect with confidence. Both were on display. Everyone now on this boat were expecting with confidence that the boat would break up and they'd be lost. They had given up hope of being saved. No longer cherishing the desire with anticipation that they were going to be saved. Well, everyone except one. Everyone except one. Paul had not lost hope. Paul was not in this frame of mind. You see, Paul had experience that said, however big the storm, that my God is bigger. Paul had experience that said God can rescue even when it seems impossible. And we saw that last week. Paul had experience that said God works in the fear and in the doubt to bring growth and give faith fertile ground to grow and to flourish. Let me say that again. Paul had experience that said God works in the fear and in the doubt to bring growth and to give faith fertile ground to grow and to flourish. Paul knew that God could rescue them. Paul knew that God could save them. 295 people on board had lost their hope. They were hopeless. 
less. Their hope, church, wasn't the real stuff. Paul had the real stuff. He had hope. He had real hope. And verse 23 through 26 record this for us. Last night, Paul says, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, do not be afraid. You must stand trial before Caesar and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, Paul says, we must run aground on some island. He says, God has told me and I have faith, so keep up your courage. Listen, he says, God has told me. He says, I have faith enough for 295 of you. I have faith enough for all of you. So keep up your courage. Paul's experience, Paul's divine revelation and Paul's faith enabled him to have real hope. The absolute assurance that God would do what he said, that God would deliver them expecting with confidence, not cherishing an idea with anticipation, but listen, sure and certain, sure and certain. The writer of Hebrews in chapter 6 verse 19 tells us our hope in God is firm and secure. Our hope in God is firm and secure. Real hope, hope based in God, is a hope church that does not disappoint. We can feel the storms, we can feel at its mercy, but if we're his, let me, let me just make this clear, that if we're his this morning, he will not let us go. The word tells us he will not let us go. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So therefore, we can be absolutely certain this morning. Isaiah wrote, and if you've got your Bibles with you again, just turn to it. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 through 31, and it'll be on the screen. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord... But those who hope in the Lord, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That is real hope. Those that hope in the Lord, those that put their hope in God will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk. And they will not be faint. Paul had this kind of hope. Paul had this hope, this real hope. And the question is, what about us today? His faith told him that God was in control. And Hebrews 11 
verse 1, the faith chapter of Hebrews, says faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. His faith told him that he could be sure of his hope, certain of his salvation, certain of the salvation that would come to him and all of those that were on board. Now us, this morning. Where is our hope? Is it placed in the world? Is it placed in our family? In our finance, perhaps? In our jobs? Or is it placed in God? Is it a cherished desire with anticipation? Or is it this morning something so much greater? A hope that doesn't disappoint? Is it expectant with confidence that God has got this? As the hymn writer wrote, he said, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Because of what Jesus has done for you and for me this morning, as we put our faith and our trust in him, we have real hope. Hope that is steadfast and sure. Hope that brings expectation and certainty that God has got it and he is in control. Church, this is the real stuff. This is real hope. I'm going to pray and then there's going to be a song for us to worship with. Lord, this morning we just thank you for real hope. We thank you that, Father, as we put our faith and our trust in you, that we are in that place. We have been saved, redeemed, set free. Father, that our hope is secure, that one day we'll see our Saviour face to face. That, Father, the promise is that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, we just thank you this morning for your goodness and your grace. That, Father, over these past 11, 12 weeks, Lord, as we've been locked down, that, Lord, you've been faithful, that you've blessed us, that we've known that you are right here with us in this storm. Father, may we just continue to cling to that hope. We pray again, Lord, for those that are fighting this virus those that are struggling with their health because of the virus. Lord, just have your hand upon them. Bring peace and comfort into these moments. And Lord, we thank you again. We tell you this morning that we love you because of all that you've done for us, Lord. That's the only way that that's possible. Father, we pray that we have real hope and it's based in you. In Jesus' precious name.
This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.